I stole an RX bar from the bodega. <gasps> your new, but you're already. Which is like a granola bar, a protein bar. It's called the RX bar. Three is egg it the whites. The one that has has like the ingredients listed big on the front. Yeah. Three egg whites, six almonds, four cashews, two dates. No BS. Very clever marketing person. Marketing so clever. Marketing guru. I've got. I've got it. Let's just keep it real with the people. We'll list the ingredients so it's transparent. We'll gain their trust through that, and then we'll tell them, no BS. We're on your side. Because when I look at stuff like that, and I think, this is a bunch of BS. Wait a minute. Last ingredient, no BS. Yeah, I worked at a place where there were rules, and one of the rules uh-huh. was, don't be an asshole, and it was plastered on the wall. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, stuff when things are on a wall like that, plastered places, it just becomes literally just part of the wallpaper, you know? Yeah, it's You don't tr- pay attention to that stuff anymore. It's trying too hard, I feel. Yeah. And if you were a client, a potential client coming in, you saw that on the wall, I'm like, okay. I, don't know. I think it's more like, don't be in that, that sort of mentality needs to be part of the corporate culture. And that comes from the people in middle management and the people above them. It comes from management. Well, I think for a while, corporate culture would never allow you to say something like, don't be an asshole. So this was a way. I know, now they're like, aren't we cool and chill? We're saying asshole. Well, this was the way for the smaller company to set themselves apart from the corporate nature of most of these other companies you may work with. Corporate nature. Yeah, and then they've all gotten into it, including RX Bar. No BS. Ooh, did you enjoy it? Why did you steal it? I just, I don't know, because I had already it's ordered. It's your new bodega. You're supposed to, like, be gaining a relationship with them. The prices are higher. Oh, are so higher. I don't mad. like it. Yeah. The prices are higher. No, I know it's absolutely ridiculous to be stealing a $3 granola bar. It's not a granola. Especially it's, since you're so rich. Here's the thing. It has zero granola in it. To call it a granola bar is inaccurate. Highly. I know it doesn't, because it's not listed on the <laughs> list of ingredients. But everything is just lumped in now. The, the other day, it was very crowded. And I got a seltzer, and it was one seventy-five, and I just threw two dollars, and I said, "You owe me a quarter," and I left because I didn't want to wait for the other people who are fumbling with their credit cards. So mm-hmm. technically, I only stole two seventy-five. All right, not three dollars. So just over time, keep giving them two dollars for seltzers until it adds up to the bar. Yeah, it'll catch up. That's why I did it. You're right. Mm-hmm. I knew that I'd be in that situation again. That it would all even out at some point. I'm not a bad yeah, person. Yeah, who carries change? I'm not a bad person. I was planning. Sure. I've kind of stopped stealing. Good. Your life is changing, I guess. It is. I you're, was bored. You're not That's as what bo- my therapist said when I talked to, when I admitted to her of that course. I was stealing stuff. She was like, you know, maybe you're bored. I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. I mean, did you steal before you moved? Did you steal while you, when you lived in Atlanta? No. So that was a new thing for you. See, that theft show that we did, Stealing, whatever it was called, Yeah. so long ago. I have a long history of it, for whatever reason. And maybe I'm bored, mm-hmm. too. I don't think mine's boredom. Mine's more sticking it to the man. But, you yeah, know. I don't have that. Stealing from the bodega goes against that because they're not the man. That's just a local right. small business. And I didn't feel good about it. But I also, I didn't want to wait for the change because I'd already placed the order and then I would have had to get back in line. And I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't want to go through the process again. That's how I justified yeah. it. Still wrong. Still wrong. Still wrong. But you being bored. Yeah. 
it is could you imagine getting caught stealing from target i know how embarrassing it would be i thought about this if i'm walking out the like, hey oh i forgot <laughs> yeah but you just say that and they'll be like oh all right and you're like yeah i'll pay for it it's not a big deal yeah i know but it's still embarrassing yeah yeah i was at target the other day and thought about doing the self-checkout swiping thing Mm-hmm. I was getting a trash can and I thought I can hide stuff in the trash can and oh skip. yeah that that that's too much of a actually stealing thing <laughs> oh I forgot. So, I mean that's like hiding stuff in your coat yeah you I, f- I forgot I had eighty dollars worth of goods in the trash can <laughs> this video game I forgot that I just put it in the trash can because I was carrying it Ugh. I used to steal, you know, computer games and programs all the time. Really? Pirate Bay. Oh, well, that's not stealing. That's totally stealing. I know. It just doesn't feel like it. Napster was stealing. It's annoying when things aren't available. You're like, <laughs> what the fuck? I can't watch Clue anywhere. Not even online for free. So it's like, all right, well, I'm going to pirate it. So make it available next time. Yeah, and that's a bit different. I guess it's not any different. I think you can watch Clue places. I'm just using it as an example. So don't anybody comment and be like, here's a place where you can get Clue. Yeah, I feel like movies streaming them for whatever reason. <laughs> it's not different. It's in the same category. But in my mind, it's like, yeah, well, you're not offering Clue to me. So what do you right. expect me to do? Yeah. Listen, if I was really desperate enough, I'd pay the $2.99 on Amazon Prime. Even though I pay for Amazon Prime, I still have to pay for the rentals sometimes which is annoying. Uh, but yeah, if I was desperate, then I would watch it there. But if I can't, then it's like, well, then what am I supposed to do? Not watch that movie. Which, which, by the way, do you pay? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Do, do you pay for Amazon Music? Because apparently that's included with the price of Prime. It is, but not unlimited. So I was finding when I, and you know, I'm a stickler for like the original versions of songs. Like if I hear, like I think, um, Squeeze did a recreation almost exactly like as as close to the original album as they could. And it was the tempted by the fruit of another. It was that song. And I would ask to hear that song and I would hear it and know that it was different. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I'd look it up and I'd be like, this is Squeeze. This is what this is. And then I realized the album was the new album that they were recreating. And even though it's the same band, the same singer, the same people, all the same instruments, they were trying to make it sound exactly the same. I knew it wasn't it. And the original song was available on Amazon Unlimited Music. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm paying for Amazon Unlimited Music because I'm tired of not being able to hear that. Or just a random other song that'd be like, you know, the song blah 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 is not available on your plan to upgrade that's so. the song that got you to pay for amazon prime yeah which the song that makes me think of tidy whities why because fruit of the loom that's it's a terrible weak connection <laughs> but i've whenever i hear that song i think of fruit of the loom underwear tempted by the fruit of okay and and that that just is in my head and i can't get rid of it oh i love that song that's but it's not my conscience that hates to be untrue. I just think of a man with a bit of a gut and his tight white undies. You know, Eric wears tidy whiteies. Yeah, I know. I actually was thinking of Why? him when I just said that. Why does he do that? 
How can you be sexy? How can you feel sexual in those? Do you think he's ever tried to feel sexy? Or well, sexual? he must. He probably gets, you know, like horned up and then he has to pull his boner out of his white, tidy whiteies. <laughs> gross. Yeah, but I think his view of it was he's feeling horned up, but it's not his job to present himself as sexy. Oh. He just, huh. this is here. This is the dynamic between men and women. Yeah. I get turned on, I whip it out of my tidy whities And that's it. The end. And now you sit on it. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Woo. This week's topic will be a doozy. Wow, party. I had suggested socks part two. Which, which made me laugh. Which one I of, thought, well... This, is this is he serious? One of our most storied episodes. People loved it. Which is, uh, I don't know if that's the truth. I do feel like the numbers for Socks was lower than other episodes, which is a shame. That means people don't trust us. Yeah. Just or, be- you know, maybe a lot of people have a lot of sock trauma, and so they don't want to <laughs> be triggered. Just because on the surface, Socks seems like a boring topic. Mm-hmm. You should say, you know what? I trust them. I'm giving it a chance. I'm going to listen. There'll be something worthwhile here, at least something entertaining enough to Mm -hmm. hold my attention. I'm not going to be thinking about that episode for the rest of the day. It's not going to live anywhere in my brain permanently, but there was enough in it Mm -hmm. and uh, I enjoyed it, but I don't know. Not today. I don't know if that was the case. So socks two was scrapped. The reason I wanted to do socks two, by the way, is because I counted the number of socks I have, the pair of socks. Uh, since I because just, you just moved. I just moved and I realized I don't have, like they're, they're taking up so many drawers. I had a drawer and a new dresser. I was like, that's plenty. And it was filled and there were so many socks. I have a hundred pair of socks, exactly. Do you have a lot of repeats? <laughs> some, I mean, there's some socks that I like that I've ordered twice. Yeah. But for the most part, no. Because it a, seems like someone with that many pairs of socks would be a sock person. And I've, you've, it's not like you're always wearing like crazy socks. No, I went through a phase where I wore not insanely crazy socks, not these bright neon colors with abstract shapes or anything. But uh, there was a period where, you know, a, a plain white sock I don't like. I'm not going to wear this. Oh, no. A little ankle sock, a booty sock. I don't like those. I know they have a purpose, but I don't wear shorts, so I don't need them. And, uh, you know, my interest in socks extends beyond that, where I, I have some socks that I've chosen because they meet some kind of criteria. But it, okay. it's not like I'm a sock person totally. Yeah. But and, yet you still have 100 pairs of socks. Well, before I was only doing laundry once a month because I would just drop it off at the, the cleaners and they would wash and fold my laundry. And Still, that's at most 60, right? Because if, you are, if you're wearing them for like a month, 30. I'm sorry, if you wear new socks, no, but if you wear new socks every 30 days, right? And then you send them to the cleaners and then, or to the laundry, and then you don't, and then they're sitting folded in that bag for another month. I think at the max, you'd have 60. Yeah, max. It's still insane as far as still a lot. the sock number goes. <laughs> But I was going through the socks and the stupid sentimental thing kicked in again. There's some socks that are brand new that I've never worn. But I I thought one day, maybe one day I'll wear these. 
or somebody gifted me some socks that I don't like so much, but I, I think those were nice. That was a nice thought. I don't want to get rid of throwing this out. is like throwing that person out. So I keep the socks and you know, now that I have access to washer and dryer and laundry is being done on a much regular basis, there are socks that I prefer and I've moved away from the thinner synthetic materials, even though they had nicer designs. Now we actually are talking about socks. We're, <laughs> this won't go on for too much longer. I promise. <laughs> but it was just on top People of my People are mind. already unsubscribing. Oh, yeah. Well, wait until they hear the actual topic, even though they already know what it is because it's listed. <laughs> um, yeah, but with the, you know, now that there's the socks that I prefer that I'm leaning into and they're being washed more often, they're going to be worn. And I'm never going to get to some of these socks, but I can't bring myself to throw them out. You should practice throwing them away and then realizing that you don't end up throwing the person away. No. The, per- the person still exists. The memory of that person still exists. All of it. These are nice socks. Look, if people want to buy my socks. Or I donate should, them. I'm going to sell my socks. <gasps> Sellmysocks.org. I was thinking there's someone. Look, if they were your socks, people would be buying them. So what I need to do is take my socks, send them to you. You can wear them. Mm-hmm. You wear them for a day or two. Take a cute pic of them. And then you sell them. So then okay. people get the best of both worlds. Yeah, owned by Greg, worn by Autumn. <laughs> that's that's our brand. Sold to you for a discount. That's that's actually, can you? I can see that in a Target. Yeah. Owned by Greg, worn by Autumn. <laughs> it's our clothing line. Yeah. All right, we can give it a go. <laughs> um, right. But now that maybe it should be like Fubu, you know, it'd be like W G no uh, O O G W A. Agua. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Agua socks. What's Agua stand for? Owned by Greg. You have to yeah. you know, <laughs> sneak that in since it's not yeah. it doesn't have a ladder for it. Uh all right, we can give that a go. We'll see. I'll okay. go through. It's gonna be very difficult. I like my socks. I don't want to get rid of them. Yeah. There's too much junk. They want to be worn. I, they, they they do need to Think be worn. Think about they the personality be. of the sock. I know the sock's just sitting there, but the, the sock at least not being worn is a better option than being in a landfill. You know, what just gave me the chills. It just gave me a very uncomfortable feeling. I, I was going to tell you to take the sock, the pa- a pair of socks, throw one away in one trash can and throw another away in a different trash can, not in your home, but like on the street. That just gave me, like makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Separating the socks. You can't handle it. <sighs> No, because I assign, so you assign memory and meaning to objects and I assign personality to objects. So breaking up the, the pair of socks that are meant to be together. It's what people do to puppies. They rip them apart. Like the socks are siblings in this case. Yeah, yeah. And people do that with puppies. Twins. The puppies are born together. They live together a little bit and someone comes and says, I want you. And they take yeah. it, and then the other one, one gets picked last, picked last ultimately. Oh. The runt, or the ugly one. The one whose eye is a little crooked. Right. Oh, it has a funny gait. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to buy this high breed of a puppy. This, this dog won't get me any trophies. Mm-hmm. It deserves mm. to die. Its shoulder width is two centimeters too narrow. <laughs> This is what happens, which is a whole other topic. But anyway, so, so this week's topic, pens. 
<laughs> I told my dad, he was like, so what are you talking about tonight? I was like, pens. He was like, pens? P-E-N-S? Like, yeah, pens. Why not? I I have a great affinity for pens. I do too. The, the, so the reason that I thought of pens after I said socks 2.0, mm-hmm. um, just as mundane as socks, but it's a you know an object that everybody has some familiarity with. I guess they're and, used less and less these days, but people know a pen. They've experienced a pen. And uh, I also have a, quite a collection of pens and pens I didn't throw away. Also in the move, pens that I know don't write. Pens that you know are tied to a hotel. Or like uh, When I went to Philadelphia in 2008 <laughs> to my cousin's wedding, okay? I enjoyed that and I keep the pen from the hotel. And it so there's a whole collection of pens also, so it's similar, and that's why I thought pens. But, sure. uh, but, but I'm particular with my pens. There's very specific pens that I like, and uh, not just for how they write, but how for how they chew. Well, that is very important. Mm-hmm. Is pen? That's I why have, like those bics. Well, it, the bic depends. This is a bic round stick in my hand right now, uh-huh. and there's the softer plastic. It's a little more malleable, I guess. And those chew very well. There's a harder plastic. And I feel like Bic makes the harder plastic too. Those aren't Yeah, good. I think, don't they make the ones that have the, um, uh, like, octagon sort of shape around them? You know, it has oh, like those, the... Yeah, that's a totally different pr- plastic too. So there's, that yeah. plastic will splinter. That just cracks. Yeah, and that's dangerous. That, like glass. It cracks and shoots off. And then there's a harder plastic that doesn't quite splinter, but it, it's, it's bad for your teeth. Uh-huh. I guess it's all bad for your teeth. I do chew the hell out of pens. You do. And lids, right? The, the caps. Bottle caps. Oh, bottle caps. Not, not, uh, maybe. So Tim Andrews will chew up a cap of a pen. Oh, the cap of a pen. Uh, yeah. You're talking about that. Yes, I chew those too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, okay. and the little plastic pieces that come out. So in the back of the pen, you've got that stopper. <laughs> that little lid, that little like cap. Yeah, that stopper, that cap thing, I, I pull that out and chew it. And the lid, ultimately, a lot of the times has a little piece of plastic on the top that you can rip off and I'll chew on that. Because, you know, pens have the hole in the caps. Right. Which I think is made for that reason. I, why, there's I, this, I don't know. There's an idea that they'd also protect, like if you're putting a pen in your pocket, you don't want the rollerball or if it's a fountain pen or whatever, you don't want it coming in contact with any fabrics. Because then mm-hmm. the, the ink could seep out into the, the fabric. But then why does it have the hole in the cap? But yeah, you know. It has to do with air, I'm sure. Like air getting to the. Air usually dries things out. Some people say that the hole in the cap there is in case you swallow it and you don't that die. That can't be real though. Well, let me God do forbid a, we Google it. Let me do a quick search on that pen cap hole. Don't cap hole. choke. That's how you That's do confirmation search. bias when you Google it like that. All right, here you go. Here, Business Insider, a trusted source. Here's the surprising reason why pen caps have a small hole at the top. You might want to stop chewing on your pen caps anyway. Pen caps have a small hole to prevent choking if swallowed and to equalize the pressure inside the pen to keep it from leaking. So, I bet you it's that more than the swallowing thing. Yeah, because you shouldn't be chewing. I agree with you. I don't, you shouldn't be chewing on the cap. They didn't put a mechanism in there because thousands <laughs> of people were choking on pen caps. But I assume a lot of people do chew on them. They're, it's... it's Nice. Well, it was pencils. Remember, people are always chewing on a pencil, Ugh. which I never understood. That I can't do. Yeah. That's totally, just the thought of that is disgusting. Yeah. Wood. 
I got some ice cream the other day. I had one of those wooden spoons. Oh. I'm cringing right now. God, I hate those. That's why I can't do popsicle sticks. Like I hold on. Like if I have a popsicle, I'll take the wrapper and I'll wrap it around the stick. And then once I get to the part of the popsicle that starts tasting like the wood, I want to die. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. I know. And then I would see my nightmare was walking around high school and seeing people who have had a popsicle previously. And they're just still like walking around with it on the side of their mouth. Gives me the chills. Uh, the, um, man, it looks like the choking thing. Sorry to, to jump back to this. I was looking. It looks like that's a real part of it. Closing, <laughs> closing the pen cap. This makes sense. If there wasn't that hole there, the air would provide oh, resistance yeah. as you're trying to close it. Okay. So having that there allows it to just slide on and off easily. Okay. But this choking thing keeps getting listed. Well, whatever it is. I, I think it's so much better than gum because gum you have to throw out at some point or swallow. So you just, you just throw it back on your desk and there it is. Yeah, but then it's yucky. It's sitting there yucky. All wet. <laughs> <laughs> these uh, these S gel pens are the ones that I like. Them. These aren't good to chew on. I don't actually chew on these. I'm holding them up so you can see them, but people can't. Oh, those are a Sharpie. Yeah, it's a Sharpie pen, but the S gel. Uh, yeah, those gel, any gel is. See, for me, it's all about, because I don't, I don't have uh, the chewing thing. It's all about how it writes and how it feels. Like, um waiters that have really good pens you know when they give you the bill to sign i'm like oh this is a good one it's really hard for me not to just steal it well when you say that what's a good pen a fountain pen a rollerball no, pen those are crispy crunchy weird and horrible fountain pens are horrible i like my favorite pen in high school um were those pentel those ones that are like clear all the way through and the, but they have like a rubbery thing to hold on to and then the top, the cap has like a little ball at the top. Yeah. Like on the, yeah, the top of it. Medium point, always medium point. <laughs> I would be pissed when I got and accidentally got like a, I bought like the fine point at Kroger or something. Like, oh man, fine point. Yeah. Those were the ones I used throughout high school. They were my favorite. So you had a signature pen. I can't. Mm, I did. I can't remember what pen I used in high school. And I don't know if I know the pencils were required in math class. Um. Oh, yeah, and you had to have a number two pencil because of the Scantrons. There Remember, was, every, that was such a big deal. Well, that was because the number two is, <laughs> there's a certain darkness to it. A number one's darker, and I guess it's too Who, dark. Where can I get a number one? I feel, like there, I feel like there's never been any other type of pencil that's been available to me besides a number two. Well, I think a number one's darker, so I can't read with the Scantron. A number three or above two or whatever is lighter, but it's also stronger, so you can write. Uh, you know, people who are drafting architectural mm. plans or something if they're not using yeah. a computer program. Uh, you know, they they tend to like those because you could really press down. I guess. Oh, okay. Well. But yeah, the number. I feel two. like it's more of like an artistic thing rather than a school thing. I just feel like schools need to stop calling it a number two pencil and just say pencil. Is Everybody even, knows what you mean. Is it even the case anymore? Do they even? Use... No one's bringing like a charcoal pencil to like. Where this work? <laughs> Do they have lead, by the way? And I know we all know it's graphite, but apparently it was always graphite. It wasn't ever a lead pencil. So never in the yeah. history. Like I've used to think, oh, okay. I know it's graphite. We still say lead. But that's because at some point they used, apparently they never used lead. It was just Why is it called misnomer. that? Misnomer. Oh. I was like, hey, yeah, it's kind of it's like lead. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know. But do they do you have a kid in school? Do they yeah. do they make her use scantrons at this point? She's young. I don't know if they're not yet. Scantrons. She's only she just got out of first grade. And it was all vir- mostly virtual through the year. But so. it, I have I assume at this point they're going to be doing a bunch of their tests online or something or computer based. And <sighs> yeah, maybe. I mean, there were a lot of like, do you remember all the mythology around scantrons where it's like, oh, if you put chapstick down the sides, <laughs> those little black squares down the side, then it slides through and gives you a hundred. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's so ridiculous the things kids would come up with. Like if you swang yeah. over, if you were swinging, you went over the crossbar. In the playground, you turn it inside out. Mm-hmm, but that's real. <laughs> but you can't do it. It's impossible to do. Mythbusters has proven that you can't do it without some mm. kind of extra propellant. Yeah. You need a propulsion. You need over. propulsion to push you over. So uh, that aside, yeah. I, did anyone ever try it, though, with the Scantron? If anything, I would assume it just wouldn't read it if you put chapstick all over it. Yeah, it would just be like, like error <laughs> yeah it's i fooled the system and also if yeah if it if it's if it can go if it's like so messed up that it slips through and doesn't grade anything why would it stop at the end where it's like and a hundred <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah there was there was nobody who ever tried that out nobody ever actually tested it i don't know where it i don't came think from. anyone ever did but there were always like it, there was always like folklore about it yeah, it was just some bullshit that someone made up. Yeah. Uh, back to pens, though. I was going to look. Uh, there was a pen, that I, the one that I tried to stick to. I don't know if it was a... What was it? Because I, there was a period I dabbled in drawing, and I was okay at it, actually. Cool. And I found all these sketches I did from elementary school. And they were maybe... Wow, it was, really? Eh, maybe it was early. Well, it was probably fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, and then I gave up on it. But there was a rollerball pen... With a very fine, like the the pen part. Yeah. What's the name of the rollerball? It does have a name. I thought it was just a rollerball. No, it has a, a a name. Oh. And it's gonna bother me. It's a it's a nib. It's a nib. Oh. Nib. Anyway, the, I thought that was the what the end of your shoelaces are called <laughs> that plastic part. Maybe that's also called that too. But there was a where the nib was, the stem above it was just as thin. And these were great drawing pens. I should have looked this up before, but I forgot all about that pen. And that was the one that I tried to stick to. It was an expensive pen. It's called an aglet, by the way. What? A little plastic thing at the end of your shoelaces. No, an aglet. So not a nib. No. But still, just as, just as obscure. See, I don't like those fine tips of anything. Wait, here it is. Because it's so scratchy. It this- feels like I'm carving into the paper as opposed to like really writing on it yeah this was a cartridge pen and it had all these ridges that kind of ran up it was cool looking if you look up right now a v5 high tech point cartridge system pen v5 high tech point is that what these were called though v5 high tech oh point. they're cheap no those aren't cheap what are you talking about it's a cheap pen it's 675 for a pen for one pen oh it is for one pen oh, i see them on ebay they're cheap <laughs> eBay. But anyway, yeah, this was it was a pilot. Here's the Pilot Precise V5. This was it. That's the one. I was I love this pen. This uh the design the aesthetic of it. Look at this thing. I encourage any I encourage everyone right now to look up the Pilot Precise V5 rollerball pen. This is this is the way to go. Even though I moved 0.5 millimeter. It was good for drawing. 
I enjoyed yeah. drawing with it. And then I would use it in school when I scribbled down my notes with my awful handwriting. And that, that's a, you know, this is one thing. The reason I keep pens and I continue to buy pens is I have this idea that I'm going to always have one on me with the little notebook and I'm going to write down ideas and things that I say. And I never fucking do it because when I do, I look at it later and I'm like, that was a dumb idea. And then I'm embarrassed. Oh, yeah. what, what was that noise? That's sad. Why? Is a dumb idea? I bet you it wasn't a dumb idea. No, nah, it didn't. Then the, there's a record of it. It's in, it's available for someone else to find if they came into my apartment because I also don't throw things away. So the bad ideas are still written down. And that's why I stopped doing it. Uh, yeah. I also feel as though maybe it's a little pretentious. I got my notebook in my back pocket. And I'm going to write this thing down. You can also do it easily on your phone these days. So it's not as yeah, needed. That's true. I do have like a long list of notes in my, note, in my uh, phone. That are like, what is all this stuff? Yeah, because you're using some kind of shorthand and broken sentences. And <laughs> you're like, I'll remember it. I'll remember what I meant by this. And you yeah, and I'll me. know because I'm me. But right. I don't know. Yeah, just this little bit will jog my memory. And whatever was in my brain at the time will surely come shooting back. You know what else I love? What kind of pens I love? The felt tip. And that includes like the paper mate. The ones that have like the... The solid color and then the little white like X at the top. You know what I'm talking about? That when you spin it inside, it spins that little X. I know a felt tip pen, but uh, the this spinning X system. Yeah. Isn't uh, ringing any bells. I don't have one here. I have an orange one floating around that I love. It's in the house somewhere. The felt tip, it requires a lot of maintenance. If the cap's not Why? put on that thing, it dries out. Oh, yeah, that's true. But you just put the cap on. And sometimes you forget you're in a rush. Sharpies, right? They're felt tipped. Sharpies are. Yes. Yeah. I love a Sharpie. I think with the felt tips, the thing I like the most is that they come in a package and they'll have like a ton of colors, you know, like you can go to the grocery store or to the craft store or something and just like get a big thing for 20 bucks of every color. I'm smelling my Sharpies. I'm also listening to you, but you brought up Sharpies and I, I pulled out the two Sharpies I have and I was just taking big whiffs. How do they smell? Smell good? I love this smell. Um, another thing was uh, Travis's dad sells cars. I know this is a weird way to go, but Travis's dad sells, like he buys cars at auction and fixes them and sells them and stuff. And his car auction place that he goes to the most always gave out pens. And they are the softest, best pens ever. And I, ha I, I asked for so many of them. I was like, give me, next time you go, get all the pens. And so I still have like a, maybe like five floating around the house. And I love them so much. I don't want them to die. I never want them to go away. And they actually, they actually, the auction switched and they, they switched the type of free pen that they were giving out. And people complained and they went back to the original because everybody loves these pens. What kind is it? Do you know the model? I don't. It's just like some basic pens.com. <laughs> pens.com. So you, you know, go on with pens? like their name on it, you know, the Greater Milwaukee Auto Auction. Well, you should <laughs> get some, you should go design some one topic branded pens God. with that model. Okay. And then we won't sell them because we don't do stuff like that. 
Oh, but maybe we will. No one's going to go buy a one-topic pen. Why not? Get out of here. You don't think they would? Maybe if I chewed on it, somebody would want to buy it. <gasps> chewed by Greg. <laughs> then somebody would. <laughs> that's, your, uh, that's your pen corporation. CBG. CBG. For some reason, that one, you keep the B in there. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't uh, think we're big enough for merchandising and that just is embarrassing and sad when you don't sell a thing and you're like, ah, we have all this and nobody buys anything and then you realize that you're nothing. Oh, we're nothing. I already know that I'm nothing, but I don't need it rubbed in is all I'm saying. Oh, I could buy a hundred for $89. All right. Because I'm rich, as you say, I will. Yeah. Uh, I will. You pay for it. I'll give you $89 to make some one topic pens. Okay. Which I agree with you. You saying that you like this quality pen that came mm -hmm. from Travis's dad. There are, you know, there's such a range and different writings. Like a, a fountain pen I've never liked. I don't like the way it feels no. against the paper. It's also scratchy and horrible. And that was the point of the ballpoint pen is it was a smoother yeah. writing. Like you Who wants that? Who wants that? Listen, unless you're doing like calligraphy. You know, and you're like adjusting your pressure because of different writing styles of calligraphy. Then get out of here with your scratchy ass writing pen. <laughs> who wants that? I mean, I'm sure that there are people, like you said, who have specific reasons for it. Um, outside of the, my little stint in drawing, I've never yeah. had much thought put into what a pen can provide when it's writing other than I like the way this feels. I bet, oh my gosh. But the what about those? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the different purposes. I don't under, I don't know the different purposes. I just know that a rollerball pen is a smooth motion. It usually provides a consistent amount of ink. Uh, though apparently the ones that aren't retractable can dry out, which I didn't <laughs> know that. But if they're retractable, they're oil based and they don't dry out. Do you ever lick your pen? No. Tip? No, that just feels like it would dilute the ink and ruin things. I do it if like the pen's not writing and you do that scribbly and you write and nothing's coming out and then I lick the pen and I try again. Now you roll it, you roll Sometimes it between I'm... your hands. Oh, really? That's the professional way. I don't, that was a trick that I don't know if that works either. It's probably the, what's, the what's same What's the deal as... too where you like, your pen isn't working on a, just a portion of your paper and then you move over to another <laughs> part and then it works? What is that? <laughs> I don't think does that usually I move to a different part because I want to scribble it. And then I'm, you know, if you're trying to write in a very specific part of the paper, you probably want to write something, um, which by the way, you know, most people, when they test a pen, they write their name. Oh yeah. I wouldn't. I do don't. That. Yeah. What do you do? I scribble or make like loops. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I do. I think I also scribble. Or I write some random word, like power switch, <laughs> or Polish, Polish, Polish. Yeah, Polish for whatever reason was when I <laughs> when I used to test the internet to see if it was working. Yeah, uh, I would go to the search bar or the URL bar and just type in Polish and press enter. <laughs> and Weird. Why? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I don't like those pens that you get at like. Um, companies where there's a light at the end you know like there's like a little flashlight at the end what the heck is that for nobody cares about your stupid have you ever been anywhere and you're like oh man i can't see let me find that pen yeah well at some point it becomes novel to you right yeah to remember it i guess like, the, oh it's that place 
Yeah, the pen serves a very specific purpose, and you had, uh, you know, a quill at some point that you had to dip into ink, mm-hmm. and then you had the fountain pen. Talk about scratchy! That's like all over your pa- all over your um, your uh, parchment or something. Yeah, your yeah your papyrus. Yeah, but yeah, you had to have a lighter touch, and I think honestly, one of the things my handwriting is so bad is I probably do press down too hard, and that may be part of the reason. If I lightened up a bit, maybe I should switch to hmm. a quill. And then the fountain pen, as we already said, is the same, and that was the progression. You had the fountain pen where the reservoir was in the pen, so you didn't have to continue to dip it, and that was nice, and then the roller ball. Uh, but then those would, like, spill out, right? They could those, spill. That's why, pe- that's why pocket protectors were invented. Yeah, those. Yeah, I mean... The cartridges that go into rollerball pens, I guess, and I do chew on them quite a bit. They don't tend to leak out or spill, so it's a nice, nice design. But we're talking about the flashlights. So you know, at some point, there are practical, evolutionary changes to a pen, and then you get to the point of, oh, what else can we do? It's all kind of been figured. Oh, out. Oh, let's put a stylus at the end of this pen. Yeah, that's well because I, mean, I always go from writing on a piece of paper to needing to like use a stylus on. <laughs> something this is when, <laughs> when you vote here in new york is what they give you these are actually good pens but it does have oh, a yeah? stylus because oh, you what who when, uses a stylus when you check in you sign on an ipad uh-huh and so you sign with the stylus and then you go vote with the same pen well that makes sense for like covid but is that how it's always been well i think it's probably outside of covid that's probably the progression of things the way, at least here where you vote. I, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. For the most part, you're not using a stylus for anything. Does it work yeah. on your phone? Can you use it? Uh, let me check. Yeah. Let's see. Turn I think so. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should use a swipe up. It's actually kind of nice. I'm trying this right now. You like it? I think I have a stylus in here. And actually, oh, yeah. It's just a stylus. It's not even a pen. It's just a stylus. I don't hate this one as much as a flashlight. Because I do think that there are, you know, there are a lot of electronic devices that people have and maybe a, a stylus. Oh, is, this is kind of fun, actually. See? It's not so bad. But then you got to carry around a stylus. But yeah. You can, you can just put it in your pocket book. My pocket book. You can just keep it in there. I no, don't carry I, a book. That's the thing. No, I'm not going to use it on a regular basis. It has a little, like, hole in the top of this uh, stylus. It has, like, a place to clip it onto your something like a little clip and then it also has a hole so like maybe i could put it on a string and wear it around my neck and i'll always have a stylus maybe like as a teacher if you're a teacher you need to like that's a fancy one that's a metal pen this is by the yeah. way i've never invested in a nice pen this isn't a pen this is the stylus this uh, is just a stylus oh, that's just a stylus i thought that was yeah. a dual purpose utensil because I've never wanted to replace the cartridge or, okay, the ink's out. I love the pen so much. I like that idea. I'm certainly the kind of person who would get me. I've had this pen for 50 years. But you shit out of it, so you couldn't. Well, if it were metal, I wouldn't chew on it. I'd probably oh, try to. But I've never actually invested in a very nice pen. Because to me, they're okay, it's done. The ink's done. I'll throw it out. And we'll get a new one. But to have a trusty pen, that would be... Nice. And I'm hmm. really getting behind the idea and I want to look into an affordable pen. Well, you could get the Patron of Art homage to Napoleon Bonaparte limited edition 888 fountain pen for $9,200. Why is it so much? Uh, it's a Mont Blanc. 
which apparently is, it's a fountain pen. It's some of the most expensive pens, the Mont Blancs. I know, but why? What is, what is up with it? It's platinum coated. Click. Yeah, the barrel a- is blue lacquered barrel with AU750 solid yellow gold skeleton grid on top. The cap is blue lacquered cap with AU750 solid yellow gold skeleton again. If you lose the thing. I know. Then you feel bad. At least if you have an expensive watch, it's strapped to your wrist. The Mont Blanc patron of art, homage to Napoleon Bonaparte, is dedicated to a figure in history whose life had a far-reaching impact. Yeah, well, that's Napo- all bullshit. Now it's a history lesson. Napoleon's glory lives on in the great architecture parlant style of the famous Paris. But shut up. I mean, I knew the Mont Blanc was a fancy pen, and I'm looking these up now, and... Uh, they're saying that pricey pens are more reliable, durable, and have better performance than any inexpensive pen. But What you're paying for is, like, the mother of pearl embedding and the garnet, you know, whatever. Like, you're not paying for the pen and the ink, right? No, I, th- I think if I wanted to have something that I carried around with me, th- I would be too anxious about losing this thing. Because it's valuable at that point. If it has yeah. valuable metals in it. Well, isn't didn't that happen to um George Stein, the DUI lawyer in Atlanta? <laughs> he got a really expensive pen and then he immediately lost it. Yeah, I'm sure that happens all the time. Yeah. I think he left it at like a dinner. You know, like he signed a bill and he left it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'd it's the same way with sunglasses. I ain't buying no expensive sunglasses because I'm going to drop them and they're going to be, you know, made of such a material that they break instead of made of durable crap plastic. Well, at some point, you weigh the options. What what are you getting out of it for the higher price? And it yeah. doesn't, you know, grow. Probably just the label, you know. It doesn't stay in proportion. Right. Yeah. At some point, you're just paying for the name and a probably a better build. I don't deny that and a little better materials, but yeah. you know, if it's say that it's like, okay, I got a, a $2 pen and now this fancy one should be 50, but it's like $2. And what did you say that one cost? Which one? The pen, the most expensive pen. $9,200. Yeah, what, what the fuck are you getting out of it? 9,000. At that point, it's just like a signal to others that like, yeah, I got this pen. It's like the Birkin bag. And also, what you kind know? of yeah, what kind of cartridge did you put back in there to refill it? Uh, that two dollar cartridge, then it doesn't even matter. Also, yeah. th- also, who is gauging these things? We are so so far removed from actual. Nobody looks at the quality of your writing in the ink, and they say, "Oh my God, I can't trust this person." Look how cheap they are. This is some of the poorest, cheapest ink that I've ever come across in my life. If this was a Mont Blanc with it's fucking squid ink. Then. Yeah, you get to choose the perfect nib. <laughs> you can like choose the type of nib that you want. I think double that- broad, extra fine, fine medium, oblique broad, oblique double broad, oblique medium. Wow, who knew there were so many things like this, like options. Well, I was reading that you know you can get precious metal nibs and something like gold is soft, so it changes to your writing style because everyone writes differently. The amount of pressure. Interesting. But I don't Maybe know. you need that. No, what are you getting? Again, this is an outdated thing. A pen still serves a purpose. I like yeah. the idea of a pen. I, I, I still romanticize the idea of writing things. 
uh, than just typing them in a phone and having a digital record. I like the idea of having that notebook, even if I say it's pretentious. Ultimately, to me, writing something, like notes for this show quite often, I prefer to write them down. Or at work, I prefer to write things and just type it somewhere and then refer to it. I think that I retain the knowledge more when I hear it and write it. Yeah, definitely. That's part of it. Yeah, instead of texting or like write, uh, typing it or whatever. Because, yeah, I would I would write all my notes in school, like in college. And I didn't feel like I had to study as hard because it all like came back to me. You know, as, as I read through my notes, I would remember... Do you ever like listen to a podcast and then you re-listen to it later and you remember a part of it and exactly where you were when you heard that previously? No, but I don't listen to other podcasts. Okay, well, this <laughs> with this I, with the with writing notes, I'll read through my notes and I'll remember the exact moment that I wrote that down and what was happening and what they were saying and what they were talking about. And so I feel like it's it's more of a recall for me as opposed to just typing it. Yeah, you're engaged with it at that point. It's mm-hmm. more active, so it does make sense that you're going to retain it a bit and more. I, and I do love practicing writing. Like, I don't know, starting out, a, you know, starting to write and you you write really beautifully. And then near the end, it's like, blah, 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 like you get more. <laughs> I, and I like to try and go back to it and like be more disciplined with it. I like writing. I can't write nicely even when I try. Also yeah. cursive. I, I have zero ability to write cursive anymore. I decided at some point early on, I remember we were learning cursive and I thought I'm only going to, I like print. I prefer print. I'm going to write and print. I also dropped the tails. They, they remember they used to teach you tails. The mm-hmm. T, put the little tail on it. The I. I just nope. Straight lines only. And well, that's your font. Yeah, it's very difficult for even me to read sometimes. My original point though is having you know even even though I have these ideas mm-hmm. of of using a pen and documenting things that come to my brain and possibly life. I mean, just a quick aside, too. If you're writing a diary or a journal, isn't it much better if it's handwritten than if you type the thing? Absolutely. Except if you're Doogie Howser. <laughs> well, that was, you know, he was head of the curve. <laughs> he was ahead at the time. So at that point, not everyone was doing that. So that was a way to show that he was smart because he knew how to use a computer. Right. And he was young and he was like typing away. Yes. So, you know, that doesn't hold up. It's not the same. I mean, people in their live journals which I know is not a thing like it once was, but mm-hmm. people actually used to write in their live journals. And I guess some of it was on display and well, whatever your privacy settings were. But all that aside, to have a fucking fancy pen, that's $9,000. It's not needed. You're living in the past. You're trying to sell people on something that nobody even cares or thinks about. Maybe at some point it was a status symbol. Other people were impressed. I look at my very expensive pen. You were in situations where you're pulling the pen out and you're writing and other people were saying, no one cares now. So I think that because we're we're not in that business world that maybe and that especially that like upper, upper, upper echelon of business owner, you know, what I mean, like not owners, but like, you know, CEOs, CFOs of companies um, that wear a suit every day and have an office with like an ornate wood desk. You know, what I'm saying like I feel like they might notice somebody else's pen and be like, oh, is that the Mont Blanc? <laughs> yes, it's it all fabricated, though, at that point. It is, but it's the same thing with Birkin bags. You know what I mean? Like a Birkin bag isn't, you know, it's only worth what that's worth because it ends up being a symbol, you know, of of wealth. It's the same with um, Louboutin shoes, those red bottom shoes. 
the only it's not like they're made extra special they don't have like you know diamond insoles or something <laughs> they just like they just they just have the red bottom which symbols to you that these this one shoe was you know $500 people are and ridiculous the other one is also $500 it's absolutely insane and asinine that this is this, it does exist it clearly exists designer brands again you're getting better quality i don't deny that there is a quality that comes along with these things but it, it, at some point it crosses over it transcends yeah, like a chart right like if the chart was going up the price was going up and the quality is going up right but then at some point it gets so high that the quality either plateaus or stays it, you know goes back down yeah just because people really say matter. people say it's yeah. worth it and it's desirable and you know it's not completely rare but it's not accessible to everyone so that's what happened with um gray goose vodka gray goose vodka was like a regular ass vodka <laughs> But they were the first. They they were the first ones to call themselves premium, and they made like a cool bottle, it was the, and they made it more expensive. It was and the that's lobster. All they did the lobster of vodkas it used to be yes, for poor people. Absolutely. Then it was marketed. Yeah, it shows you what bullshit marketing is. Which I guess if you're running a business, that's the value. It's like, hey, come in and lie and make people think something that's not the truth. Yeah. Uh, convince them that this is much better than it really is, and help me make a lot of money. And let's. Let's, let's put this out there in a way so people have to have it because it makes them better than other people in their own minds. It's, I, I, I don't care about this. I'll take my Greater Milwaukee Auto Auction pen. Thank you. Although I'm with you. I would prefer to have a small composition book. There's a mm -hmm. generic composition book and some crappy pen. And if, if I wrote my brilliance down and that's what got me recognized, that's, you know, that's the value. It's like, yeah. oh, the thoughts. I know, and then, then it becomes part of the story, too. And he just used a shitty pen. And then, <gasps> wow, a shitty pen? No yeah. way. And then people like Mont Blanc, oh, you Mont could, Blanc. couldn't use a shitty pen. And then they try to get you on board for their, like, I looked up the most expensive pen ever made. It's a Diamante by Aurora, estimated at $1.3 million. Why? And then the second most expensive pen is the mystery masterpiece fountain pen by Mont Blanc and Van Cleef in Arpels. Costing seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars. <gasps> oh, for some reason that's more offensive than the million one. <laughs> I mean, let's let's pull these up and see if I can get any information on. Oh, it's the ugliest fucking thing. This is the uh, Van Cleef and Arpels Mont Blanc mystery masterpiece. <laughs> the luxury houses of Van Cleef and Arpels celebrate the start of their second centuries with a collaborative one cover created. What is this thing about? Uh. The result is a magnum opus. This is all flowery, flowery <laughs> bullshit language. It's not telling me anything. It's about like it. it's like on Seinfeld, the um, the place that Elaine works. What you for, know, the Peterman catalog, where yes. they like they really, really um, flower <laughs> up the words to talk about, or, you know, the language to talk about, like Ugg boots, basically. It's an exquisite writing oh, instrument. Oh, I see it. Ew, it doesn't even look like you could hold it. No, it looks like it would hurt your hand. It's an exquisite writing instrument <sighs> for the mirror. But it's still, you still haven't told me. I'm two par paragraphs into this and nothing. For the two houses, so the Van Cleef and Arpels and Mont Blanc, the two houses coming together in their first collaboration, <sighs> I don't care. Tell me. Okay, here we go. Now we're getting into something here. Okay. It's I see set that. with rubies and sapphires. Uh, well, it's going to be. It was released in three variations, set with either rubies, sapphires, or emeralds, and accented by diamonds. 
and there will only be three pieces of each design world. So there you go. You have some gems and some scarcity. And yeah. somebody somewhere is going to say this is totally worth it. But that's annoying because that's like saying I hate those things where it's like the most expensive sandwich in the world. And it's because it comes with like a whatever carrot bracelet as a side. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like the sandwich isn't it. It's yeah. the bracelet that's yeah. it. And here's the Aurora. So it's the same thing. You're paying for the 773 brilliant cut diamonds, the five marquee cut diamonds, the 58 baguette cut diamonds, totaling approximately 11.7 carats. The, cra- the cap crown displays Mont Blanc's trademark white stone, brilliant cut diamonds. The piston-filled pen has 18-carat gold nib that Mont Blanc designed specific, especially for this collaboration. Yeah, they, they, fuck you and your collaboration. These people, the greatest minds in pen making came together and the world has been never been so lucky. The, the, I'm looking at the $1.3 million pen now. Uh, yeah, it, it's more of a piece of jewelry. Right. Than a writing utensil. It's crusted. I know it's encrusted, but I like saying crusted because it makes <laughs> me think it's crusted in diamonds. And, you know, the nib is 18 karat solid gold. And... There's a coat of it's arms. It's ugly. It is. No, thank you. It looks you. like it'll cut you if you take a hold of it. See, even a, a watch. I, I think expensive watches are somewhat ridiculous, but there's a craftsmanship that goes into them. Like they're they're mm-hmm. the hard. Sure. They're they're difficult pieces of machinery to get these things running smoothly and right. And if you can perfect the timekeeping, is it worth it to pay that much money? No, to me, it's not. It's not. At all. But to somebody you could say, all right, there's some value there. I know it's why. It's jewelry. It's, you're right. It is jewelry. Well, which one? What are you talking about? But the, the pens that you're oh, talking about. Oh, the pens are. Yeah. Yeah. I just, no thanks. But these Because men, the craftsmanship that you're talking about did go into this pen, right? On the outside of it. So you're buying it for a different reason. Like I said, you're not buying it because of the writing, whatever. It's all piggybacked off of something else. Meaning... Yeah. A watch tells time. All right, now let's take that and uh, exploit it so we can get a shitload of a pen. I guess there is, again, I'm a person who can romanticize the idea Mm -hmm. of a pen. And it serves a purpose and a conduit of getting your thoughts out to the world. And someone exploits that. Okay, you want to do that? Well... Here's how you can do it with class. I was like, I don't need Ooh. class. I don't want your fucking class. You're not trying to signal anything to anyone. Give me my S gel. <laughs> it's got a comfort grip. Give me my gray, uh, chewed up, soggy pen. I mean, looking at this collection of pens, though, I do need to go through some of these and, and throw them away. Oh, here's one of these terrible octagon Oh, but look at this. This is a Skillcraft U.S. government. I don't know what this is from or why. I'm going to keep that one. Wow. U.S. government. Eh, here's a mechanical pencil. I think that's the way to go if you're going to do pencils. You know what I hate about mechanical pencils? <laughs> mechanical pencils. You can pretend you're shooting up. <laughs> oh, that was always fun. But uh, I always hated when you were writing and they would start like squeaking on the uh, surface of your paper. That was always gave me like... <laughs> Yeah, you had those cheap ones, those uh, colorful ones. Yeah, with like the different colored um, pen. Uh, what are these called? The things that you like lapel, like you put on your in your pocket. Yeah, just like a little clip. I, yeah, the I clip. Know, I know it probably has a different name, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, 
I guess that's my, those are my thoughts on pens. I like them. I like the idea. I would like to use one more. It's something that's going out of style. Will we need them soon? Probably not. You know, we need to sign your name anymore. It was always ridiculous to sign your name anyway. Uh, you know, maybe on a check. But nobody compares these things. The whole point of this oh, signature Oh, yeah. We were just talking s- about that on credit cards. You know how like it used yeah, to be like, you're supposed to sign the back of your credit card because people ask for your ID and they check it. And it's like nobody fucking does Also, that. if somebody stole your credit card and it was on the back, then they could just copy it. They could figure out how to do it so it looked the same. It exactly. Was, it made, it, I never understood that security it was, thing. It was pointless. Nobody. And like my parents, if they gave me their credit card right now, I could go out and buy stuff right now. Yeah. There's nothing stopping anybody from doing Most that. people don't ask. And we've gotten to the point where, especially with the tapping and the chip and mm-hmm. all that. Like when I went to London in 2017, you know, I, we, we had just gotten the chip and I was excited mm-hmm. and they were already under the tap. And then they would always. Oh, get they a, were. Yeah. And then they would get annoyed too. Like, oh, American, you have to sign. And then they would have to print it out and I have to sign the fucking thing. Ugh, now I have to do something with this paper. Well, there's there's zero need for it. So, you know, will the pen be needed for that? No. I don't even want to put my pin in anymore. Well, I guess you don't really need to outside of ATMs. And it's always like, hide your pin. Like, oh, whatever. You can just press enter if you're using it elsewhere, like a a check card. Oh, because then it's like a credit card, right? Yeah, you just, no, I'm skipping that. Uh, that's not good for the businesses though because they have to pay for credit card usages as opposed to debits i think do you th- uh do they it's all the same really well, well maybe you're right with the debit they don't have to pay the fee. i think different credit cards are more expensive that's why some places don't accept american express yeah their fee is higher that's true yeah. but i was just thinking with the debit card i don't know if there's still a fee attached to it if it's coming directly out of your account then no one's fronting the money and then maybe there isn't i don't know the who way knows it works. i don't know I'm sure there is. If any any way they can grab some money, they will. Mm-hmm. They'll get the money. You're going to get your even credit cards, um, the ones that have the high annual fees, and it's it's made of titanium. Then people, uh, this means something to them. I got my metal credit card. It's okay. You feel yeah. good. You glad you got the metal credit card? Yeah. You're like great. Sure. It's I I think it's cool. A piece of metal. Great, but it's not worth that cost. That means I spend over three hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, the secret uh, Amex Black card that is exclusive and not many people have access to. I saw it a couple times come through the W. That was neat. I was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, you touched it. And I'm sure yeah. the guy I was thought, like, ooh, it's metal. It's neat. I'm sure he thought immediately. He's like, I could have sex with you if I wanted because I have this card and you couldn't say no. Yeah, and I thought, ooh, I should have sex with this guy because he'll give me stuff with his black Amex card. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's working the, the way yep. the, the people envisioned it. Yep. It's it's perfection. <laughs> these, uh, these things. My status is much higher than the chumps yeah. you deal with on a regular basis. Oh, you have a plastic debit card. Isn't that cute? <laughs> visa? Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I haven't seen a visa. Oh, honey, look. She has a visa card. <laughs> Isn't it so cute? I haven't had a visa in so long. Well, you have that uh, really expensive Delta card. Not anymore. Okay. I downgraded. I couldn't afford it anymore. Well, you weren't going to many lounges anyway. No, I was though for a while. Yeah, and yeah. that was nice access to the lounge. It was. They should make the access more accessible. <laughs> nope. You can't All have, right, well, you can't are we have good? common folk in there. Um, Anything more to say about pen? No, I was going to say that my, my thoughts on it. You know, at some point is writing with a pen in public like the guy who takes the fucking typewriter to the coffee shop. I don't know. Oh, gosh. 
I mean, probably no, not. No, I don't think so. Probably not because it's a bit more portable. I, you know, the need is disappearing. We still have a need yeah. for it, but at some point it's not going to be, it's a relic. It's already, it's going to be a relic. Um, and, but it's still portable. It's like taking a typewriter to a place like you had to put in a lot of effort to do that. Yeah. So. It's heavy. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little, you have to have like paper for it. A little different. Have, yeah. It's different. But not, also, I mean, we're, we all need to learn how to use our hands to write just for dexterity and like brain functions. Not right? anymore. Talk to your daughter. Well, she, well, she um, likes to draw. But are they teaching her to she write? She started cutting. Remember, like she was, she was always um, cutting paper. That was her biggest thing when she was little. Like she didn't like to color. She liked to cut stuff. <laughs> and see where that goes in life. But are they teaching her to write in school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good that it's still yeah. there. Not as much now, you know, because of the virtual learning. I mean, she had a writing book that they had to write in, and we had to take pictures of it, and so it wasn't all typing. Good. I'm glad it still exists. Me too. I'm going to teach her cursive if the school doesn't do it. It's worth, I kind of wish I could remember how to do it. I love writing in cursive. I wish that my, I wish that I could do that um, type of writing that everyone learned for a long time. You know what I'm talking about? Like where every older person has like the same handwriting because they were all taught the same method. I don't know do you know what I'm, I'm talking about? I don't know exactly what you're getting at. Right. Writing <laughs> method. Used. Past. <laughs> Writing methods used in the past. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. My mom knows it. Okay, well you can. She's give, here. I could ask her. Now nah, you can give us an update next week. <laughs> okay. It's called like the. It's not Myers Briggs. I know that that's the personality, but it's something like that. <laughs> something method. Next week, give us an. Update. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, like and subscribe, rate and review. Please tell your friends about this nice podcast. It's so nice to listen to. And don't you love us? Tell other, tell your friends. Also support our sponsor, hoffandpepper.com. You can use our code one topic 15 uh, for 15% off. And they have some sales going on, I think for 4th of July. So go check them out. Hoffandpepper.com. Uh, see you next week. Bye.